The following content contains some explicit language that might not be suitable for children or Mormons. It's Monday, June 11th, 2018. From Slate, it's The Gist. I'm Mike Pesca. The Trump-Kim Singapore Summit is off to a rollicking start. We know this because it has lasted for longer than a minute and Trump is still there. Good question. How long will it take? I, I think within the first minute, I'll know. How? Just my touch, my feel. That's what, that's what I do. That's what he does. Touch and feel. Just ask Summer Zervos and Jessica Leeds and Kathy Heller and Rachel Crooks and Temple Taggart McDowell, among others, about his touching and his feeling. But let's talk about what I think Trump was trying to talk about. His skill as a negotiator. Is there a chance that this meeting turns on feel that it bears substantial fruit. The argument would be, hey, it could happen. No one expected this much progress so far. And Trump certainly does know the art of the deal. Look at all the deals he's made. Yeah, well, let's do that. Let's look back on the deals he made. Here he was bragging about some of his greatest deals after winning the Florida primary. So you have the water, you have the steaks, you have the airline that I sold. I mean, what's wrong with selling? Every once in a while you can sell something. You have the wines and all of that. And Trump University, we're going to start it up as soon as I win the lawsuit. Does that make sense? I mean, that's it. Okay. All right, let's go in reverse order. He did not win the lawsuit. There is no more Trump U. He settled the lawsuit. I don't settle lawsuits. He did settle the lawsuit. And the airline, that collapsed. He defaulted on those loans. He doesn't. He's never owned the water company. They just put on labels that say Trump Water. The stakes were discontinued from being sold in Sharper Image. Sharper Image CEO Jerry Levin said, quote, the net of all that media attention was we literally sold almost no stakes. And Trump Vodka, well, there is a tale. And Bloomberg did a great story on the history of Trump vodka. I will read you the graph that nicely sums up this spectacular failure. Trump might not be the person to blame for Trump vodka's bad timing, overmatched distillery, topless teenager, got to read the story to find out that one, melted mini bottles, retreat to China, or lost credit. But in his office a decade ago, after making sure the cameras were rolling, He chose to do a deal with people who didn't have the money or the experience behind them to win. And that's pretty much where I see this North Korea thing going. This negotiation just may turn out to be the Trump vodka of diplomacy. But unlike the vodka, I suspect this thing will not be odorless. On the show today, I spiel about the communique, the fit of peak, peak communique. But first, our scientific seer, Maria Konnikova, is here. She is clear-eyed. She's not at all groggy because she has been looking at the one part of marijuana that's legal for anyone to take as a supplement. CBD, cannabidiol. Some call it cannabidiol. That some may be me. This part of marijuana that's been called a miracle cure or is it bullshit? People who enjoy a a nice taste or tincture of a cannabidiol or perhaps cannabidoil oil. I don't know if it is cannabidiol or cannabidoil. I sometimes am suspicious that it's cannabidoil 
because it's spelled C-A-N-N-A-B-I-D-I-O-L. So are they going for the oil thing? These are some of the questions we will not ask as we ask Maria Konnikova about the effectiveness and use of cannabidiol slash cannabidoil oil. Maria Konnikova is here. She is the author of oh so many books, including the forthcoming The Biggest Bluff. And she is here in a bluff-like capacity to play. Is that bullshit? Cannabidiol oil or possibly cannabidoil. Let's just stick with CBD. CBD. All right. TBD. So (laughs) cannabidiol, cannabidiol oil, cannabis is definitely in there. Cannabis is definitely in there. And you put it on your tongue and you get high. Is this the point? Absolutely. Oh. No. Uh, no, actually. Oh. Oh, damn. So, so marijuana, uh-huh. cannabis, yeah. pot, what yeah. are we going to be calling it? Reefer, What's, Mary Jane. Yeah, the, yeah. Lot, lots of tobacco. Do you know, am I, I'm probably one of the only people who, the first time I heard Last Dance with Mary Jane, thought it was yeah. about a girl named Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just like um, uh, uh, when I heard of the Beatles song, Let It Be, I thought they were speaking of just letting it be. Yeah, and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Right. I thought it was a girl right. whose name was Lucy yeah. who was in the sky with I diamonds. I thought Rita was a meter maid. I thought Absolutely. a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, we, we all thought a lot of yeah. things. But um, so I it, thought I had no idea that Norwegian wood was a Scandinavian-influenced <laughs> direction. Anyway, we go to cannabis oil. CBD, CBD. Yeah. So there are two major components in marijuana. THC, which everyone knows about, which actually is short for tetrahydrocannabidiol. Okay. And CBD. So THC always referred to as the active ingredient in marijuana. Mm-hmm. And that's all we've ever focused on. Yep. The THC. Yes. But now you're telling us about the CBD. CBD. Well, yeah. now that marijuana has become legal in mm-hmm. so many states... An increasing number of states, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are touting the medicinal properties of CBD. Here's the pitch for it. It has none of the quote-unquote high-inducing properties. So it's not going to mess with your brain. It's not going to make you paranoid. It's not going to make you euphoric. It's not going to impact your memory. Turn to that uh, jam band stations on Sirius Radio. Exactly. Exactly. It's not going to do any of that stuff, but instead it's going to have all of the positive qualities. The munchies. (laughs) (laughs) So you're just going to be good with anxiety, so okay. it's going to be anti-anxiety, anti-seizure, anti-inflammatory, anti-psychosis, and anti-a lot of other things. Basically, these days, the pitch that I've heard most of all when I was doing research on this, and by research I mean looking at websites, mm-hmm. was basically it can't harm you and it can only help you in these huh. wonderful ways. Yeah. So why not take it? You can, um, cure you can take anything it. except when fish gets into like its 13th minute <laughs> exactly. of uh, the game yeah, hinge. And nothing trilogy. nothing yeah. can nothing can fix no. that. Yeah. It comes in two forms, actual oil and then some people find the oil kind of yucky so they're also there's also kind of oily. Yeah, kind of oily. Yeah. Can, can of oily. <laughs> and there's also pill form. But you take it orally as opposed to pot which you smoke. Right. So this, you know, this seems to be the marijuana that even a Puritan could get behind if it indeed does all the things or even some of the things it says it does. And this is why we brought you here. Absolutely. So the claims so, on it are broad. I mean, you. Yeah, there's lot. There's yeah. lots of stuff. So let's let's. Take them one by one. Let's do it. And there's actually now starting to be research on this. <laughs> first, um, <laughs> first, we, first we take the oil and then we say, hey, maybe we should exactly, do some research. Exactly. Right? To kind of give you a sense of what we're dealing with here, people think that this year it's over a $200 million industry, CBD. 
the legal CBD that's mm-hmm. in states with legalized marijuana, and that's double what it was about a year ago. And so that's huge. So people are really kind of thinking that this is a magic cure-all. So let's let's look at some of the studies. So first, I think the one thing that we know works. Mm-hmm. So this is the only thing that's actually now gone through multiple clinical trials. Okay. I was actually very surprised that this was the one that had gone through clinical trials, but in retrospect, maybe not. Epilepsy for children. Okay. So th- there's actually that's been... That's a good one. That's a yeah, real one. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good one. The study was just finished, and so it's now going to be approved to treat epilepsy for children. But it was a little bit difficult to know if it was CBD on its own or interacting with the other epilepsy drugs because they couldn't... It would be unethical to Yeah, they couldn't them take them off, them off of the other drugs. But, but I guess the but question the, is... But the, group, but the group that had the CBD did yeah. have an effect. And, so, and um, an effect greater than just exactly. the Exactly. So we know, that it, we know that the CBD worked, yeah. but we don't know if it worked by interacting with the other drugs yeah. or whether it would have worked just on its own. But I would say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. And maybe some parents will give their children CBD and, you know, be inspired to wean them off the other drugs and see what happens. I, I don't know if I recommend that, but we'll probably get some real-world experimentation. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> so the anti-seizure properties seem to be real. That's mm-hmm. good news. Now, what about anxiety, which yes. is what everyone is kind of talking about? Well, there's some data that there's help in anxiety, but there's actually – there haven't been any real controlled – double-blind studies, the ones that we like. There's been one that a lot of people love to point to back in 2011 that Mm -hmm. was pretty well designed. Mm -hmm. It was public speaking, um, and people who had social anxiety disorder either took CBD or a placebo, and the ones who took CBD seemed to be less anxious when giving their speech. But their speech was littered with the phrase, it's all good. (laughs) more than the other people. (laughs) It does seem to me that something like anxiety, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in in trying to test it with public speaking rather than just, you know, 24 hours throughout the day anxiety, it seems very susceptible to a placebo and Mm -hmm. the placebo effect. So I'm glad they tested it against the placebo. Yes, but this was a tiny study. It was 20 people. Okay. Just keep that in mind. So there was a more recent study where they selected for people who had only used pot a few times in their lifetime and hadn't used it at all in the last month and who'd never experienced any negative psychological effects from using pot, self-reported. And they put them in several different conditions to try to look at anxiety. One condition had 10 milligrams of THC, which is one of the active ingredients. The active ingredients. Yes. Another condition had 600 milligrams of CBD. Okay. No, with no THC. No THC, just the CBD. And then there was a placebo. And they did this for three sessions, and they measured anxiety. The THC made anxiety go through the roof. Oh, so okay. THC, bad for anxiety. Yeah. Right. So that's the that's a component of pot that can make yeah, you paranoid. Yeah, because you think the fuzz is coming down, yeah. breaking down your door. Yep. Yeah. But there was actually zero difference between the CBD and the placebo conditions. Okay. So here we've got a normal kind of no history of pot, no history of psychological problems population. And there we actually have no difference between the placebo and the CBD. 
And so uh, that study, that particular study concludes that, quote, their clinical utility as an anxiolytic, which means anti-anxiety uh, medication, has not been demonstrated. Why did that study even get published? Because we've talked all about studies that show no result that often don't get published. Was it because of the THC part? Well, because I think people are really interested in yeah. what CBD can do right now. And so anything that actually tries to, to get at it is good information. So even, even the studies that show no effect are are getting out there. Yes. Okay. Yes. So now the other kind of thing that the other mood things that people say that it helps with is depression. Unfortunately, there have actually been zero human studies on depression um, and bipolar disorder. And there have also been zero studies. And that would also seem to be on one bipolar. of those things like epilepsy where you can't take the people, you can't ethically take the people off the right. medication they're on right. to give them this tincture. And then the other claim that a lot of people have made is sleep that it helps them sleep. A lot of people say that pot helps them sleep, and apparently a lot of people say that CBD can help you sleep. Um, Seems related to anxiety, or could be, maybe. Yep. And so there actually has been a 2017 study that tried to look at this, mm -hmm. and it found that the only positive effects on sleep are if you have chronic pain mm -hmm. or if you have Parkinson's disease. Mm -hmm. Then you actually tend to get better sleep. But it's probably not because of any sleep qualities because... If you're healthy, there's no improved sleep, but it's because there might be some pain alleviating qualities. Well, that that with seems, just, sick, as, which that are seems good. just as big a finding as the sleep finding. So it can potentially, it, yeah. potentially. They, that's not what they were looking at. So, right. so we need more work there. Mm -hmm. And once again, no one's quite sure how it works. But it would make sense that if it does have anti-inflammatory properties or anything like that, it would make sense that it would help with pain. Right. And Parkinson's, we know if it helps in epilepsy, if it has anti-seizure properties, then it might help in Parkinson's. So, there, so that actually makes a lot of sense. But the other thing that this is what I don't actually get because people claim that it makes you more alert. If it makes you more alert, how is it helping you sleep? Yeah. And THC is actually the one that's the sedative. So if you take away THC, which is the sedative part of marijuana, you're left with the non-sedative part. CBD. And we know that sleep quality, there's actually been work on THC and sleep quality, and sleep quality deteriorates significantly. So it's a false effect. Yeah. People think they're, they're being rested, but their sleep is actually much, much worse quality. So people who are withdrawing from marijuana actually have huge sleep disturbances, and it's a big problem. Yeah. So. But without that, we'd probably be deprived of several yeah. Seth Rogen movies. <laughs> okay. So those are the studies. Those are all the studies that you found for specific um, ailments? Yeah. Well, they're currently tested. So there are some clinical studies that are currently going on. So the stuff that's happening right now is PTSD yeah. and schizophrenia. Yeah. They're looking at those. There are no results as of now. We were talking about anti-inflammatory, and there was one clinical trial that happened with Crohn's disease, which is a really mm -hmm. nasty condition caused by inflammation. And unfortunately, it showed that it was not helpful at all. Not helpful so at all. So this was the first real anti-inflammatory study in humans, and the results came out null. But who knows? It's one study. Like I said, this is really in its infancy. Has anyone found any ill effects, any side effects? No. So I found a review in uh, from the University of Toronto in 2017, which tried to look at the main claims. And its conclusion was promising, but insufficiently proven. In the epilepsy studies, there were some side effects, vomiting, diarrhea, and those side effects were shown with CBD and some other conditions with some people. But if you have epilepsy, I think vomiting and diarrhea is probably preferable to seizure. Seizure. 
But uh, wait, was was the epilepsy, was the uh, vomiting and diarrhea present without the CBD? No, it was with the CBD. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was a side know. effect of the yeah. CBD. So you really have to make some determinations. Okay, let's go through this. <laughs> you know what? Let's do it this way. Let's go through it symptom by symptom and say CBD can help with anxiety. Is that bullshit? We don't know. There was that one public speaking study with 20 people, but there was also the study that showed no effect that happened last year. So I think it's a wash. Okay. CBD can help with sleep. That seems to be bullshit. Uh, CBD can help as an anti-inflammatory. Is that bullshit? Potentially, but the only study that's been done right now is negative. Mm -hmm. And CBD can help with epilepsy? Yes, it can. And depression, I guess, is the other, and mood disorders. Yeah. And we don't know. There has been zero work in humans. And I will make one more point, which is that a lot of the reasons that people are saying that it can help with all this stuff is that it's been proven to help in some capacity in mice. But CBD, you have to be even more careful than we usually are with mice studies because it actually works differently in mice and in humans, and the blood concentrations are really, really different. And so the mechanism of action seems to be very different in this particular case because some drugs work similarly. It seems that CBD doses mice in a very different way than it doses humans. And this is something that you personally, working dosing mice, is something you have done, yes? Don't we all dose mice in our apartments? <laughs> I, I mean, mean we live in fun. New York. <laughs> I mean, when you were like a brain researcher. No, I've actually never, I've never worked with mice. I've only oh. ever worked with people. Oh, huh. Yeah. Missed yeah, opportunity. I've, I've never worked yeah. with animals. So for the most part, I think our conclusion is uh, the effectiveness of CBD, TBD. <laughs> exactly. But when it comes to epilepsy, maybe CBD is not bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely not bullshit when it comes to epilepsy and potentially promising, except I would say the claims that are being made for it today are bullshit, but that happens so much whenever you have something new. But it's exciting that we now have a new substance that you can actually research on. So I am expecting to see a lot of people starting to do some work on this, just like they're now starting to do work with LSD and a lot of other drugs that haven't been used in clinical studies since the 60s. And as always, Maria Konnikova, once those studies are in, Maria Konnikova will be here to adjudicate them and determine, is that bullshit? Maria Konnikova is the author of The Biggest Bluff, and she is a gigantic fan of the Disco Biscuits. Thank you so much, Maria. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. And now the spiel. Actually, not quite yet. A note from the producers, this spiel was recorded before the news of Larry Kudlow's heart attack. Now, here's the spiel. Donald Trump flew out of the G7 meeting over the weekend, having agreed to the communique expressing the West sends the yada, 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 best interest for the blah, blah, blah. The terms of the tariff policy have a real impact, but the communique... And sadly, they fired the guys who normally scotch tape the scotch statements. So now we got a communique in shambles. I think I've heard the word communique more often this week than in all of the Jean Le Carré novels combined. But the fit of peak over the communique wasn't really so important for the substance, but it was a gigantic embarrassment of style. So what happened was the leaders of the free world get together at the G7, thought they could say a few relatively anodyne platitudes, as all platitudes are, and all would be well. Hey, don't worry, people of the world. We're still the big economies and we're still normal. But then 
According to Trump officials, Justin Trudeau got up all ham on everyone's ass. Trudeau just goes off. He's rude. He's unaccountable. He's blasting from the hips. Let's listen to Lawrence Kudlow. Let's listen to this guy's ire over Trudeau's lack of decorum. Listen to Lawrence Kudlow talk about Trudeau's insolence. He gets up in the airplane and leaves, mm -hmm. and then Trudeau starts blasting men in a domestic news conference. I'm sorry. That it is a betrayal. That is a double cross. Whoa, whoa! All right, we got to hear from this scorching white hot take from the true north. He was talking about the American claim, Trudeau was, the American claim that allowing Canada to have such a large share of the aluminum market is a national security threat to the United States. Let's listen as Trudeau unloads. For Canadians who either themselves or whose parents or community members have stood shoulder to shoulder with American soldiers in far off lands and conflicts um, from the First World War, onwards, um, that it's kind of insulting. Kind of insulting. It's kind of insulting. I don't want to say anything, but we are frankly, and I hate to use this language, peeved. Trudeau laid into Trump some more in this international diplomacy version of playing the dozens. Because Canadians were polite, were reasonable, but we also will not be pushed around. You want polite and reasonable? The Trump administration will show you polite and reasonable. It'll open up a can of harmony on your ass in the form of trade advisor Peter Navarro here from Fox News Sunday. Chris, there's a, a special place in hell for any foreign leader that engages in bad faith diplomacy with President Donald J. Trump. Okay, I'm not a theologian, but a place in hell for engaging in bad faith diplomacy with Donald Trump. Putting aside if they even did that, but spurring Donald Trump will put you in poor stead in the afterlife. You engage in any trickery against the truth and light that is Donald Trump, you, sir, are going to hell. Somewhere Fred Phelps of the Westboro Baptist Church is saying, yeah, too far. I don't think that's how hell works. Navarro continued. And I'll tell you this, to my friends in Canada, that was one of the worst political miscalculations of a Canadian leader in modern Canadian history. First of all, I don't believe Peter Navarro has any friends in Canada. Second of all, when he refers to the worst, one of the worst political miscalculations of a Canadian leader in modern Canadian history, he knows that Rob Ford was a Canadian leader, right? This was a guy who smoked crack on video. Unless Navarro is doing the same in his office at the National Trade Council, I don't really get what he's talking about. But he did keep talking. President Trump did the courtesy to Justin Trudeau to travel up to Quebec for that summit. Yes, courtesy. I mean, that's where the meeting was. That's where the G7 was meeting. This is not Michael Cohen's kids bat mitzvah. Donald Trump is a representative of the American people. You've got to go to the G7. And once you get there, you could float your insane ideas about letting Russia join again. Because you see, here's how it works. Obama did nothing to stop Russia taking over Crimea. And to emphasize my strong stance against inaction in the face of Russian aggression, I think we need to totally roll over and reward Russia. Look, Russia, when it's Crimea in 2014, who was weak, that was Obama lifting the punishment against Russia for that very act, who would be strong, that would be Donald Trump. Makes sense to me. Here's more Navarro. He did him a favor, and he was even willing to sign that socialist communique. So you're saying that Donald Trump, 
will endorse a socialist critique as a favor to a friend or at least someone who's nice to him. And socialism, a free trade agreement would be socialism. Okay, the real word for what Donald Trump is doing is, well, it's tantrum, but the word for what Peter Navarro is endorsing is mercantilism. And that is a word you don't hear much anymore. And the reason you don't hear mercantilism anymore is it's a word like phrenology. It has fallen out of use because the practice it describes is useless. I want to end with another American president talking about free trade in Canada. I guess Donald Trump will call this guy weak and a socialist. I bet you know him when you hear him. We too often talk about trade while using the vocabulary of war. In war, for one side to win, the other must lose. But commerce is not warfare. Trade is an economic alliance that benefits both countries. There are no losers, only winners. And trade helps strengthen the free world. That is Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan O. But what could Ronald Reagan see in the 1980s that's possibly applicable to today? Our peaceful trading partners are not our enemies. They are our allies. We should beware of the demagogues who are ready to declare a trade war against our friends, weakening our economy, our national security, and the entire free world, all while cynically waving the American flag. It's like Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify, and then make extra sure no one says anything mean about you, and if they do, send a discredited flunky to say they're going to hell. USA, you. Essay. The gist was produced by Pierre Bienname, who won't use marijuana byproducts, but he's curious about it. It's a state known as cannabidiol. Mary Wilson, just senior producer, she's a lot more interested in other things than cannabidiol. She's more like uh, canna. Meanwhile, Steve Lichtai, executive producer, Slate Podcast, totally against them. He's cannabidiol hostile, aka he's cannabidiol. The gist. True story, I was in Portland, and I had a CBD IPA. I really did this. Now, I don't have epilepsy, I don't have insomnia, I don't have chronic pain, but after drinking it, I couldn't stop telling everyone about it, and they started ordering it for themselves. And my theory is that I'd become a sleep-inducing pain in the ass who gave everyone fits. So, what's better for that than a CBD IPA? Oomperu, deperu, duperu, and thanks for listening.